Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning. Welcome to Transformation Church. We are so excited that you're here today. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be good. Now, I hope that that lives up to your expectations. Now, I set a standard I got to follow. So it is so good to see you guys today. We're in our third part of Sushi, Sex, and Subtitles. And, uh, man, we're just dealing with relationships. And, and um, man, how many guys have noticed, as you take out your notes, go ahead and take out your notes. If you're doing the digital notes, uh, you can take out your phone and do that. If you're following us on paper, go ahead and do that. But how many guys have noticed that uh, how much we live in our feelings in 2020? Y'all ever noticed that? How many of y'all have noticed how emotional, how easily offended people are nowadays, right? Like y'all ever realize how much you and I and other people jump into other people's business that we got no business being in? You ever notice how some people are trying to be somebody else's savior on Facebook or Instagram? Just like up in the comments trying to defend somebody that they don't even know. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like they're trying to be like Trump's savior, President Trump's savior, like Bernie Sanders is like the legend. They're trying to like, don't you come at my man like that. It's like, y'all ain't never met before though. You ever notice how we like have opinions about stuff that have nothing to do with us? You ever notice how easily offended we get in 2020? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so what we do is we live in our feelings. Now, the problem is what happens when those feelings, right? We, when we live in our feelings, those feelings work their way into our relationships. So I, I want to make sure that we're communicating to everybody today. So uh, if you're single and happy, where are you at? Where are my single and happy people? Let me hear from you, right? Seven, all right, there it is. All right, I was making sure. It's like, oh, like, what about single and unhappy? Where's that category? No, I'm just kidding. And where, where are my single and looking people at? Where are the single? Yeah, I'm looking for the right person. You can be single, happy, and looking, I guess. Right? Where, how about my uh, dating and hoping people? Where are they at? Dating and hoping? Man, is this the married crowd? All right. What about engaged and waiting? You got any engaged and waiting people? We know what y'all waiting on. Y'all waiting to share bills. That's what y'all waiting on. Right? What about my uh, married and living? Where are my married and living people at? All right. So all, all them youngsters must have came in earlier or something. Where, now, I feel like we only touched on like half the crowd. The rest of y'all are like, you know what? I don't feel it. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. So here's what I know. I know that no matter where you are in your journey, right, whether you're single, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, no matter where you are, the real thing that we have to come to the reality is, is for many of us, many of us, we fall into this trap of looking for the right thing or the right person. Like we, we kind of set in motion this plan to look for something, look for the right person, look for the right thing, look for the right move, look for the right game plan. And in this constant pursuit of doing that, if we don't, if we don't pay close attention, what we find ourselves doing is, from the story is that you end up with, you feel like, pastor, that's not going to tell me what's going to happen with my relationships. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. They may have the same name, but they won't be the same person. Because the person I married was different five years ago than they are today. Ashley Livingston was different five years ago than she is right now. She was a different person five years ago than she You want to know why? Men, the minute you think you got your wife figured out, guess what? Pfft, change. 
So what happens, right, what happens is I want you to understand something. If you're dating, the person you're dating is not the person that you're going to end up with, right? Next, now I want you to understand, engaged people, mar- engaged people. Marriage won't minimize your issues. It'll maximize your secrets. Marriage won't minimize your issues. Listen, if you're addicted to pornography, you have an alcohol problem, you, you have a sex issue, any of those things. Listen, if you have an issue with cheating, if you have an issue with insecurity, any of those things, marriage won't minimize those issues. You won't get rid of them. Now, instead of hiding them just from yourself, you'll hide them from yourself and someone else too. So you need to deal with becoming whole by yourself before you try to become whole with somebody else. Can I get an amen on that? Married people, I got some for you too. Because marriage is all about fighting for each other, not with each other. Marriage is all about fighting for each other, not with each other. Listen, there's nothing in this world. I was talking to someone the other day. We were talking about uh, myself and my wife. Listen, there is never a day that comes in our house, ever. There's never a day in our house where me and Ashley are fighting against each other for whatever it is we're trying to accomplish in our life. Listen, we know that we are fighting alongside each other against everything else that's trying to destroy us. Now, listen, my wife got some issues, y'all. And, and, and she would say that I have issues, but I have a microphone. So, you know, we're going to talk about her. No, I'm just kidding. So, so there, there are things that uh, I've talked about before uh, and, and with other people. And it's like, so listen, like we all have things. Married folks, you'll understand this. How many of you know that we all got things that irritate our spouse? So me and my wife do this thing every once in a while where we say, like, we'll be really honest with each other about, hey, like, if we could work on this, if, if you could work on this, it would be really great. And it's completely honest conversation, and we don't get mad about it. It's just like, and, and it starts with a question of, like, how can I be better for you? And so when I, I, I look at her and I say, how can I be better for you? And she goes, well, if you would quit doing this and quit doing this, if you would quit doing this, then I, that, w- that would really be great. It really irritates me. And I go, okay, babe, I love you. And then I, she goes, what could I, what could I do for, for you? And I said, well, if you could, if you could just do this. Like, this, this really irritates me. And she goes, well, uh, well, let me tell you some more stuff then, right? Like, <laughs> so we were, we were talking about it the other day, and I told her, I said, hey, listen, babe. I said, I, so my wife does this thing. All right, I'm a sneakerhead. So that means when I walk in my house, the first thing I do, I drop my keys off on the thing we have for our keys, because that's where it goes, the key place, right? Everyone has one. So I drop my key off my key. I go straight to my office, and I put my shoes on my rack that I have for all my shoes, because I have, I have a shoe rack. Don't judge me. But that's not what we're dealing with right now. So I put my shoes up. I take my jewelry off, like my watch, my necklace, all that stuff, and I put it down, and then I go about doing whatever it is I'm going to do that day, right? So that's just my routine. That's how I roll. Now, when Ashley comes in, wherever was convenient for her shoes to be, is where they end up, in front of the front door, by the couch, in the kitchen, the bathroom. I went to the restroom the other day in the middle of the night. Y'all know that 3 a.m. walk to the restroom where you kind of you can't see anyways. Rolled my ankle, couldn't walk for two days. So she, like, so, and, and so I've talked about this before, and she, like, rolls her eyes. She's rolling her eyes in this room right now, wherever she's at, right? So, so she was, <laughs> so uh, I did, so the other day we had some friends over, and so uh, I went to the restroom uh, right as they were getting there, and I walk in, and there are three pairs of shoes in the restroom. Three! Which means three times in a row that had to happen, right? So I walked out, and I was like, just so y'all know, I'm not lying. And I walked through the living room and she was like, oh, well, let me tell you about these things that you do all the time. And I was like, listen, whoa, 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 this is not personal. 
against me. Okay, it's personal against you. You need to get that under control. That's an anger issue you have. God's working on your heart right now. But can I be honest with you about something? Now, that's just, I, I, trust me, I got 18 things that make my wife irritated. But again, I have a microphone. She doesn't, so I can talk about this stuff. But here's what I want you to understand about marriage. Here's what, here's what I want you to understand about marriage. Is I want you to understand this. Number one, we don't fight with each other. We fight for each other. Now, we pick on each other a lot. One of the things, if you're ever around us, you realize me and my wife pick on each other all the time. Matter of fact, we're good for about three days together straight, like three straight days together before we instantly need a break from each other. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say that? Y'all have been around somebody too much. Doesn't matter how much you love them, you're like, you need to go away right now. Right? So me, me and my wife, we have a three-day limit on that. So uh, the other, we were on vacation the other day, and uh, she looked at me and she said, you need to go away. You're getting on my nerves. I said, I just woke up. So she went shopping. I sat on the couch. It was a beautiful day, right? The thing is, is it doesn't offend me because we're honest. Listen, because we don't fight against each other on real stuff. We can have real conversations. Now, hear me for a second. Some of you in marriage, you need to hear me. You need to let this sink in. There is enough in this world trying to destroy you. You need to stop trying to destroy each other. Listen, John 10.10 says it like this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. There is an active enemy already out there coming against your marriage. There is an active enemy already setting plans in motion to come against you. You need to stop coming against you. You need to understand that God is trying to move in your marriage. He's trying to soften your heart. And for some of you, you're too busy trying to fulfill your agenda and not realizing that the only agenda you should have outside of a relationship with God is a relationship with your spouse. God wants to work in your heart. He wants to bring about a fulfillment in your marriage where you can have the greatest possible relationship. Here's the problem for some of us, even married folks. We walk in with too much baggage and we're not honest enough with each other to let God do something great in our marriage. Again, we're, we're looking for the perfect marriage rather than the right marriage that God has us in. You want to know why? You can let go of the idea of a perfect marriage. You want to know why? Because you're in it. Not because your spouse is in it. I can let go of the perfect marriage. The idea of a perfect marriage, you want to know why? Because I'm in it. Because I got enough problems all on my own. Can I get an amen on that? Not, no, wow, that was very hurtful. I didn't. Maybe I should say, we all have enough problems. I'm just kidding. So, but all that to say, and it goes back to, here's the deal. First Peter 5.5, 5, it says it like this. It says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. In other words, if you're looking for favor in your marriage, drop your pride and step into some humility. Stop fighting against each other and start fighting for each other. Stop trying to fulfill your agenda and all this proud stuff and start fighting for God's agenda for your marriage with some humility. Listen, fall to your knees instead of puffing out your chest, okay? Start fighting for each other each other and what God wants for you instead of fighting against each other because there's fulfillment that's available to you. So we go to Mark chapter 10 and God looks or Jesus looks at the rich young ruler and he says to him, you know, the commandments. Rich ruler says, what do I got to do to obtain eternal life? He says, you know, the commandments do all these things. And he looks at him. He says, teacher, the man replied, I've never once say never once broken a single one of these laws. Where my folk, where, where's everybody that got kids? You got kids, raise your hand. Honor your father and mother. How many of y'all got kids that at some point has failed to honor you well? So you know he's lying. Never once have I broken that law. Jesus like, okay. 
Why? Never once have I broken a single one of these laws. And what he was saying is, what, what the rich and ruler was saying right there is, yeah, 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 I know all that stuff, but I still want to get over there. Jesus is showing him, hey, have you dealt with this? And he's going, yeah, I don't care about that. I want that. Jesus is saying, yeah, but, but this is how you get, you know, if you want that quick answer, this is what it looks like. He goes, yeah, I know your answer. I don't like your answer. Give me something else. Listen, if you're in your relationships, don't try to skip the parts of your journey you don't like. When God gives you the answer, hey, you need to work on this. Don't be like, ah, I'm not interested in working on that. Just give me that. The rich young girl looks at him and goes, ah, I'm not interested in fixing that thing about me. I'm not interested in dealing with my inability to follow these things. How about you just give me the thing I'm looking for? And the reality is the man who's saying, Jesus, I know I've heard that before, but what about what I want? Yeah, I know that, but what about what I'm trying to get? And I'm here to tell you today that sometimes God comes in and he wants to deal with our issues. Listen, God wants to come in and step in and give you the real answers to the real questions that you're asking. When we go to, back to Mark 10, looking at him, Jesus says, he, Jesus felt a love. Say love. Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, one thing you lack Go and sell all you possess and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And Jesus is saying to him, one thing that you lack. Listen, before God shows you what you can get, he wants to show you what to forget. Before God gives you what you're ready to get, he shows you what you need to forget. I'll put it to you like this. For some of you, you need to look at what Jesus is trying to show you needs to be removed from your life. You need to look at what God is trying to pull out of you before you're looking for what he's trying to put into you. Hear me for a second. Some of you are dealing with unforgiveness. You're dealing with bitterness. You're dealing with frustrations. You're dealing with addictions. You're dealing with pain. You're dealing with sorrow, right? You're dealing with anger. You're dealing with the things that something that somebody did to you a day ago. You're dealing with the pain that someone caused you five years ago, 20 years ago. You're dealing with something in you and you're not ready for what God wants to bring you because you haven't let go of this. And I'm here to tell you that if you're holding unforgiveness in this hand, you'll never be ready for marriage in this hand. If you're holding on to bitterness in this hand, you'll never be ready for a healthy relationship in this hand. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to show you. He wants to point out to you. He wants to help you understand that you'll never be ready for this if you haven't dealt with this. And for so many of us, we're in this inward struggle of looking at God saying, God, I really want. And he's saying, I know you really want, but until you forget that, you can never get that. And God wants to do this work in our heart. And, and, and when we go to Philippians 3, we see uh, the story where Paul starts to talk to us. And he says, but one thing I do. See, Paul was talking about all that he's accomplishing in the kingdom, all that he's setting out to do in the kingdom. He says, but one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind and I'm straining towards what is ahead. And I want you to say these three words with me. I press on. He says, I press on. And I really felt like God was, was speaking to my heart for some of you for, for this particular part of this service. You have let your feelings stalemate your life. And, and, and if you read Paul's writings, he's pretty open about his struggles. Even at one point, he kind of lists them all out. 
He's like, I've been beaten up. I've been arrested. I've been in prison. I've been bitten by a stake. I've been shipwrecked. I've been left on an island. I've been left for dead. I've been caught in a storm. And, and none of it matters. I count all of it gain for the glory of what Jesus wants to give me. You see, Paul says, one thing I do. And he doesn't go on about all the things he's accomplished for God. He goes on about all the things that he's letting go of because he's going to press on. And for some of you, you've got some things in your life that you need to let go of. You've got pain and bitterness and hurt that you need to let go of. Matter of fact, I, we put it in your notes. One thing I lack, I have to let go of, and we left it blank for you. Because you need to fill that in yourself. You see, wholeness is on the other side. That, that God wants to bring a wholeness. God wants to bring a healing. God wants to bring a purpose. God wants to step in and fulfill your heart. He wants to, he wants to step in and, and, and give you a healthy relationship. He wants to step in and give you a healthy mentality. He wants to come in and make you whole. But hear me for a second. If you haven't let go of the thing you're letting go of, you'll never be ready for what God wants to give you. We'll put it to you like this. Your future is going to cost you your past. If you want to move into what God has for you, that means you're going to have to let go of what happened to you. I know somebody hurt you. And hear me, I'm not trying to undermine that pain. I know someone damaged you, and I'm not telling you that that wasn't real. I'm not telling you that that hurt didn't happen. What I'm telling you is... You have to embrace the words of the Apostle Paul. I press on. You got to drop the excuses to stay who you are and look for the opportunities to become who God is trying to make you. And one of the things that kind of set in for me, and I'm going to have Pastor Justin and Pastor Dan come up here. They're going to help me with something. Because I believe what has happened for so many of us is we have went into this journey where God is calling us. And as he, as he calls us, he, he, he really starts to show us his love. And so we go on this journey with Jesus. And as we go on this journey with Jesus, things are good because even, even with Jesus, we kind of have that honeymoon phase. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You're reading your Bible every day. You're praying every day. You, you found all the worship albums that have ever existed on iTunes in the history of ever, right? Like you just, you've done, like things are good. But how many guys know on that journey, you start to hit some speed bumps? And what, what I feel like is happening is, is because we haven't let go of some things. It's not just affecting our relationship with people. It's affecting our relationship with God. And what happens is, is Pastor Dan's going to play God because he has the hair for it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like he just, he just looks, it looks good, right? So, uh, so, <laughs> so he, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's going to beat God for a second. And, and Justin is all of us. Doesn't he look like all of us? He just kind of, he's on this journey. And what happens is we're, as we're moving, right? And, and, and we can see God out in front of us. We can see where God is. And so we're in a pursuit after the Lord. And as long as we're pursuing, we're moving forward, we're moving forward. But inevitably what happens is something comes in front of us and it trips us up. 
And when that thing steps in, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're hurting from, that thing steps in. And what the enemy would love to do is the enemy loves to keep you consumed with the shame of your sin rather than looking for the savior of your sin. You see, what happens is the enemy comes in and he says, all right, if they love Jesus, I may never be able to change them from getting saved. I may never be able to get them back. But what if I consume their mind with so much shame that in their pursuit after God, rather than as Justin is walking and he's going, and as he starts to trip, he looks up at God and he sees God, but he doesn't think to himself, oh, let me fall into the arms of God. So rather than falling forward, what he does is he falls backwards. But guess what's behind you? Behind you is your sin. Behind you is your filth. Behind you is the stuff you're trying to get away from. Can I get an amen on that? All of us got stuff behind us. All of us got things back there that we're going, God, I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't want to have that in my life anymore. And what happens is we're looking at God, but we know this person that we still are isn't good enough. We know this person that we still are is full of shame. And so rather than falling into the arms of God who's ready to forgive you, we fall into our, sh- our sin and our shame that's behind us. And what God is saying is I'm right here and God is right there. And if when we trip, rather than falling backwards, if we would just fall forward into the arms of a father that's ready to catch you. He's ready to make you whole. He's ready to forgive you. He's ready to move on. He's ready to take you from who you are to who he wants you to be. He's ready to help you stop dealing with all your sins of yesterday. He's ready to give you grace to start a new day tomorrow. And for so many of us, us not becoming who God wants to make us isn't because of God, it's because of us. And it's not that God's not ready to forgive us. It's that we're not ready to forgive us. But that's where the Bible comes in. And the Bible says that our God is rich in mercy and love. And when we sing this song, I I get so caught up in it because it's so true. I think about my own life. I think about my own journey. And it wasn't until I came to that realization of how much God loves me. God, listen, God's not here ready to beat up on you because of your addiction, because of your problem, because of your sin, because of your shame. He's ready to help you get rid of your sin and your problem and your addiction and your shame. And so we're gonna, I actually want us to sing this song today, but I want it to take root in your heart that whatever it is that's holding you back from God, whatever it is that's got you sitting in this space, man, let's what, let God take it away. So I'm gonna invite you to stand with us this morning and we're gonna sing this song together. And it's just that I run to the Father. I fall into grace and I'm done with the hiding. There's no reason to wait. And as we sing it today, I want you to genuinely let these words that we proclaim to God be something that helps us start over and it takes us to a new place. Go ahead, guys. I want you to sing it out with everything that you have. I run to the Father, I fall into grace. Let that truth set in for your heart. Just lift your hands this morning. Oh, we worship you today, God. We put our attention on you today. We love you. Lift our hands across this place this morning. Let's sing it out. Run to the Father, fall into grace, done with 
this morning, I want to invite you to bow your heads with us. I believe God is wanting to speak to you right now. And for some of you, you're right in that space that we just talked about. The issue with you not becoming whole isn't that you don't want it. The issue with you becoming whole is that only God can do it and you're not giving God that space because shame has blinded you, it's consumed your heart. And I wanna pray for you right now. So God, I pray for every person in this room that shame has stepped in and consumed their mind. It's consumed their heart, it's consumed their, every part of their focus on you, God, it's, it's brought that away. And so God, I just pray right now, Father, that you speak over every life, the grace and the mercy and the love that you have for us. God, that you would show us, Lord, that you're not there ready to beat us up, but you're there ready to give us grace and ready to love us, God, that although what's in our life, God, that is sinful and shameful and all those things may be true, God, you ask us to bring it to you, not run from you with it. God, that you ask us to bring it and sit it at your feet and let you have it, God. You don't want it to be part of our life, but you know, God, that it's gonna take us surrendering that to you to be able to walk in freedom from it. And so God, we pray right now that for every person, God, that you are speaking to right now, that you would eliminate sin and shame in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God. If you're in this room right now, with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're in this room, and maybe that sin, maybe that shame, it's caused you to not even look to God. And if you're in this room right now and, and you don't know God, you, your life doesn't belong to Jesus. Just like the rich young ruler, you may be looking for the destination, but you're not looking to follow. You, you weren't looking to follow Jesus on the journey, but today you're realizing that you need not just the destination of heaven, but you need Jesus today. You need to be whole. You need to be forgiven. You need your sins wiped away. You need a fresh start that can only come from Jesus. If that's you today, I'm here to tell you that he's ready to give you a clean slate, a new beginning. And so today, if you want God, and that's it, you just want God. It's not that you want God and you want the things he's gonna bring you, no, no, no. If you want God, you want a clean slate, you want a new beginning that can only come from the Father. Here's what we're gonna do. I wanna pray with you today. And so I'm gonna count to the count of three. And if that's you, He's saying, Brad, I need that in my life. I'm done running, I'm done hiding, and I need Jesus. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna count to the count of three, and if that's you, I'm not gonna come to you, embarrass you, or point you out. I wanna pray for you. When I get to three, I just want you to raise your hand right where you sit and say, that's me, Brad, I'm ready. I'm ready for God to do something new in my heart. I'm ready for a new beginning. One, two, three. That's me, Brad, that's me, awesome, yes, awesome, yes. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Is there more that says, that's me, Brad. I'm, I'm ready for that fresh start. I'm ready for that new beginning. You wanna join those that already raised their hand. Awesome, yes. Maybe you're watching us online right now and you're saying, that's me, Brad. I'm ready for a new beginning and I'm ready for a fresh start. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray this prayer together. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. Your faith in Jesus alone makes you saved. But we wanna put words to the actions of our heart that says, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. Jesus, I'm believing in you. And so we're gonna pray a prayer together and the whole church is gonna pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. So church, let's pray right now. Say, dear Jesus, 
forgive me. Forgive you my sins. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later. Through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I follow you. I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, can we put our hands together for all those that prayed that today? We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.